Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vegan Carne Alliance. This is episode number four, and today I have on a very special guest who's going to be coming up shortly, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about them and what they do. Uh, they've actually left. The interview is over now, even though you have not heard it yet, but I am sitting here with Alex, and she and I love this special guest, which, uh, so it's uh, Taylor Solomon and Nathaniel Perales, and they run a thing called avocado mama so instead of the o at the end of the uh avocado it's an a and it's one word avocado mama but they do the most incredible vegan mac and cheese and i wanted to talk about that with uh my lovely compatriot alex here hello hi alex greetings greetings uh you love this vegan mac and cheese as much as i do right i do it's actually my my second favorite mac and cheese only to yours, of course. That's very sweet of you to say. But that's a biased answer. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're so required really to. They're I'm my holding favorite. a gun. You can't see it. it. You obviously can't hear it at home, but Alex is required to say this whenever she's near me. It's true. Um, I have a massive ego, and that's the only way to inflate it. Help me. Help me. Uh, SOS. <laughs> um, so where, do you remember the first time you had Avocado Mama? Uh, the first time I had Avocado Mama was at the, uh, I, th- I don't know if it was a Tuesday or uh, because it didn't used to be Fridays uh-huh. that they had the uh-huh. whole um, smorgasbord of of food vendors at on York in Los Angeles, but um, it was either a Tuesday or a Thursday, I believe, uh-huh. and uh, it was with you actually. We were walking around, and it, they had there was only like two of them. Mm-hmm two stands yeah, and, and avocado up. mama was uh-huh. one of the firsts uh-huh. and they were the ogs uh-huh. and uh we got we got i think just like a, an order of like their their og the, mac the OG with mac. avocado uh-huh. with avocado and on top. it was uh-huh. delicious we uh-huh. were just dumbfounded uh-huh. enjoying it on a park bench that's right yeah it was a good place to have it yeah, it was delicious. And it's part of like the most wonderful experiences with York or just it's it's outside. And typically, I mean, in Los Angeles, one of the highlights of being in L.A. is that the nights are often very nice. The days may be hot, but the nights it cools off pretty quickly because it's near the ocean. Oh, yeah. And that space on York, I mean, you just get that food and you find a little place to sit down, a curb, maybe a bench if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of go for it it used to be a lot easier then to like find a place to sit now it's crowded because i mean they've really done well for themselves there i think and they Mm -hmm. do don't they do uh the la pop-ups like every sunday they've got a few and we actually we do get into it in the episode but i just i wanted to i want everybody else to hear uh how how good this mac is because i think it's really impressive what they've done and the way that they've sort of put themselves out there Mm -hmm. and i really uh One of the reasons why they're the first people on this podcast to be interviewed, you know, who are running a restaurant is because I think what they're doing is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I I think it's really interesting that they've sort of focused solely on really one dish. Now, Mm -hmm. they are doing macaroni and sometimes they partner with other people. They'll do like burgers or they talked a little bit in the thing about they do this sort of bowl with waffles and maple syrup. Whoa. I know, a little crazy. But that's cool because it it, uh, like forms, it boosters up the community of of vendors Mm -hmm. You know, and and like local uh, pop ups, uh-huh. you know, and and that's awesome. I'm really glad that they do that. Well, I think within all the food vendors, one of the things that's, mm, I think, my favorite part about 
going up to any food vendor is that there is a forced restriction. You can't have a big menu simply because of space and they have to mm. unload and load that in every mm-hmm. day. I love that food vendors often, you know, might have three items because mm-hmm. I, I think there's a wonderful experience to trying absolutely everything on a menu. And mm-hmm. I, I think we've tried everything Avocado Mama does. I think so. And it's, I, I've loved all of them for their own reasons, but I'm just, I'm a purist in many ways. So I always go for the OG Mac. But I just, I wanted to sort of talk about that and how it's sort of working in Los Angeles because LA, it's food vendor scene. It's really, it's like a heartbeat of Los Angeles. A lot of places, it's very interesting. We're starting to reach a place where things are either known for being a food truck. Sometimes people go from being a a food vendor, a a pop-up truck or a pop-up vendor to they're, they're trying to, you know, raise funds and become an actual establishment, which changes sort of how it works. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're avocado mama, they talk about going to Long Beach and they talk about being in Eagle Rock or Highland Park. And then they talk about going to Hollywood. And it's like, if you're a physical establishment, you're there. And that's the only way you can be part of that community. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're a pop-up, you get to travel where people need it. And mm-hmm. there's something really interesting about that. So I, I hope for everybody listening at home that that's something that you're thinking about as you're considering where or how you're having food, that things like this are um, really special to, at least in my experience coming from the Midwest, it really special to Los Angeles. And yeah. I think it's something that I hope happens sort of across the nation because it's I think it's a really interesting way for um, people to take risks without really taking large risks you know what I mean you're not paying a ton of money you're not buying a ton of equipment you could probably make it at home and it's it's wonderful because people will be out there and I mean just a few weeks ago you and I saw some people who looked like they were sort of grandparents hanging out and they had baked some cookies um oh yeah and, uh, and yeah Alex was like let's buy some cookies let's yeah. support them so that way they come back because nobody not a lot of people were buying them it was a very crowded evening on York but well, I think it's sorry go ahead no I don't want, I don't mean to like butt into your your but um, please butt. but <laughs> I just want to mention I think I think one of the things that's so wonderful about about the culture here in Los Angeles regarding food and food trucks, mm-hmm. um, is, is exactly that. Like you get to meet people you within do. your community yeah. that you otherwise wouldn't. Well, and pa- they're always there. I mean, you for wouldn't the be most able to part. meet them or mm-hmm. be exposed to that culture, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I it's, love it here. It's, it's especially, I mean, it's so difficult too, uh-huh. cause there's so many, so many vendors and, you know, businesses coming in and out, but, um, the food, the food, uh, the food scene just from like trucks to mouths <laughs> is always is, is pretty strong because you can just travel, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's well said. So uh, without further ado, <laughs> I am now going to introduce you to the interview I did with Avocado Mama. Alliance. So, I hope you enjoy. Vegan Carne Alliance. Vegan Carne Alliance. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in. I am Cole Moss, and we are here with Vegan Carne Alliance. Today, I'm sitting here with two people who make incredible things that they call Avocado Mama. Now, uh, I have Taylor Solomon and Nathaniel Perales. 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 <laughs> Perales, okay. Yeah. And um, today, we are going to be talking about one of the greatest, my favorite, vegan mac and cheese place in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, they are fist pumping. It feels good. <laughs> and I, I mean, I fully, I, um, I am discriminatory. So I wanted to start with that and talk a little bit about where I come from with mac and cheese. Now, I, um, I think mac and cheese is the most American part of my life. I ate it religiously. And by that, I mean, 
almost every day for the whole of my existence through middle school, high school, college, sometimes twice a day in college because you don't have a lot of money. <laughs> and um, I actually still do it to this day, but I make vegan mac now. Nice. Um, so I am... I. I'm, I'm mean about it. Cheese. Yeah, it, I um, I do. Wow. Uh, the whole of the so thing, cool. it makes me very happy. And um, today I wanted to bring you all in to talk a little bit about that. Um, so let's see. Uh, well, first, oh, thank you so much for having us. Oh, yeah. And we, yeah. And we really appreciate uh, yeah. those kind words about our food. It is exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, the first thing I wanted to do is just start at the beginning. And I was hoping you all could tell me, how did you two meet? um yeah it's a little bit of a bigger story so we can maybe condense in just a little bit but uh i used to work at the apple store and um yeah and taylor just she walked into the store this was in 2012 yeah i think the end of 2012 october 5th 2012 yeah that's amazing okay yeah Yeah. and uh and you know she was getting her computer fixed at the genius bar (laughs) (laughs) and my friend was helping her out and i was uh i really like you could kind of feel her aura when she was uh, when she was around, and so I definitely noticed her from a, from across the way, from across the store. <laughs> and um, I was just uh, hope I, I saw her leave, and I was hoping that she was going to come back in. Um, and then, like, she actually worked in Pasadena as well. So I, and since I worked there, I would always be around. We bumped into each other three or four times before we actually talked. Yeah, yeah. Like I would see her riding her bike, and we kinda, would wave I would, like, at each wave other. Yeah. I just wow. knew him as this guy around yeah. Pasadena that I always saw. Yeah, and then she came in, and then and then like I I talked to her, but I still didn't get her number. Uh, it was just like really in passing, but I could tell that there was like some sort of connection there. And then um, I was like, all right, hopefully you know, hopefully I'll see her again. And then um, ran to her a couple more times, but then finally. I had to go pick up a check from a client in Pasadena and then she was standing outside and that's when I finally like got her number and we yeah. hung out that night and um, we did hang out that night we stayed up till 4 a.m listening to music together and that's it kids get your brain out of the gutter and then we um, and then he wrapped the entire 2001 dr dre album yeah. and i was like oh my god he's the one <laughs> just marry me already yeah yeah and we had the same music in common. Like we both love Purity Ring, the band, uh-huh. and we'd both like pre-ordered the vinyl. And he was like, "You have this vinyl." And it wasn't even released yet. We pre-ordered. I pre-ordered it, and then it came in the mail before it came out, uh-huh. like online. Uh-huh. So that was like really crazy that I saw that at her at her house. Yeah. I was like, what? You all were already synchronized before you were dating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You kept running into each other. Yeah, and right. we lived a street apart. What? Isn't that yeah. crazy? <laughs> That too. That's so insane. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was food a big part of it from the get go? Oh no, we. I was. I've been vegetarian since I was sixteen, but oh, pescatarian. Uh-huh. Um, but he was a huge meat eater. He was like, "You got to come have this burger. It's the best burger in LA. It's called Stout." <laughs> yeah, Love. Stout Burger is so good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then also, you know, because before I dated Taylor, I I wasn't really into eating eating meat like as a big part of my meals, but because of the girl that I was eating before Taylor, she was really, really into meat. Mm-hmm. And so she would always take me to like all these taco trucks and we'd have like Al Pastor tacos. Sure. And, and I know. had no, I've never had real Al Pastor. I, oh, no, either have I. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. 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 But I love the one from Vegatino's. Hey, look at that plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, food has always been a humongous part of my life. I, I love food. Um, you know, I kind of grew up, I feel like a little bit spoiled. My, my parents were like, take me to Houston's on like a Tuesday, like regularly. <laughs> That's not something that a normal kid does. I, I would say obsessed with Houston's. <laughs> yeah. The, the French fries were the greatest so French fries ever. Incredible. French fries. But they changed the spice. 
Did you, they changed it in like, uh, what year would that have been? <laughs> like, like 98 or something. It was a whole different, and I was like, it was, it was very upsetting oh for me gosh. as a child. It's a, b- a big difference. It, it, like for me it was. I actually can't remember what the difference was. was. I like, just remember one day being like, this is not the same. This is different. Something has happened. Oh right. my gosh. Wow. You're like a little kid. You're like, I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, eight year old Cole. Right. Uh, yeah. Actually, food was not a big part of my life growing up. Like I, my background is theater. So mm-hmm. And my mom had me in theater when I was super young. Since fourth grade, I did my first like show that I got to not be in school during the day. It was like my first professional experience. And that was my life, like theater and acting. And yeah, food was just not a big part of it. I would just eat for fuel. Mm-hmm. I wasn't eating really for pleasure. And then in high school, even more so, never. I did always, I felt like... When I was 16, I went to CalArts for their summer program, mm-hmm. CESA, Inner Spark. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, that was where I went vegetarian, actually, oh, wow. that experience, because I had, I would, I loved BLTs. Uh-huh. And I ordered a BLT from like the sandwich station. And the bacon had like gray spots on it, like streaks. Uh-huh. And smelled weird and I was like this is so weird like why am I eating this and um I had a friend there who was vegetarian and she was like yeah you know that's a pig like that got shaved off the body of a pig and I was like what and then I'm like okay man I'm not and then my parents picked me up from seaside and I was like guys I'm vegetarian now and they were like really like what did this art program do to you classic artist yeah classic yeah Uh like all compassionate you know (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, no food was not a big part of it. Honestly, I became really into food once I became vegan because I had to, I mean, to a certain extent, learn how to cook. Like I, I didn't really cook before Uh because food wasn't a big part of my life. So once I became vegan, this was in 2014, we switched over January 1st. Uh Um, we, yeah, we were just like learning what it is that vegans eat and how it's different. Just the way that anybody goes into it being like, mm-hmm. it must be such a different experience. Truly. Yeah. Well, I think the best experience for me just as a vegan was just learning how to cook. I think yeah. I, I, as much as I thought I knew what I was doing before, I didn't. Exactly. Right. And yeah. um, I, I ended up, I took, I, I actually think the best investment I've ever made in my life is cooking lessons. I, I don't oh, know if you all cool. have ever done that, but the, the, I went to the Spork Foods ones and I've loved them. The, the sisters have been really incredible. Uh, Jenny and Heather from the get-go have just been like excellent at sort of they talk you through and there's like a scientific side of it but there's also a fun side of it mm-hmm. where uh, is that they're they're like mm, Hollywood oh, okay. okay yeah cool. it's called spork yeah spork oh sweet I'll uh-huh. look into that yeah they're good <laughs> cool. uh, but I so as I was looking into it uh in in the background I saw on your website that this all started as a video series <laughs> yeah it did YouTube. Uh, yeah it's on it's on youtube the things are still up you have right. a lot of really uh excellent recipes on there um, <laughs> did you watch any of them i i watched the first one yeah. but the, the first one's not the first one is more of a review right exactly yeah, yeah yeah we didn't even really it was just like like yeah fly by the seat of our pants just yeah. do it you know d- you got a new camera or something right and you were like yeah I was let's like, just, let's just record make it. you yeah yeah and then it's funny now because i get all these like hate messages being like Oh, this is just spam. You're not actually teaching us how to make a Beyond Burger. Like people thought, people think that we're teaching oh, them a how to literally how to like make, fake the yeah, uh-huh. fake the Beyond. Oh, right, and you're gonna use gosh. your Vitamix and you're gonna blend it on high yeah. with a lot of peas. You gotta go yeah. buy these chemicals. Add some beet juice. <laughs> Seriously, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them I think are pretty. Yeah, they are great. We had this Valentine's Day when we where she made like a spaghetti squash. 
Um, what boats. was it? Yeah, spaghetti squash boats. Yeah, so like, you cook the squash first, and then you add the things in afterwards to make it all like gooey and saucy and cheesy. <laughs> bake it again, so it's like twice baked. Ooh. And then you pull it out, and you just eat out of the boat. And it's so good. It's like it's like making like a really healthy spaghetti almost. Yeah, oh, that's you awesome. Know? Yeah, yeah, I saw, and you all still use squash. I saw that you use that for your gluten-free noodles. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when we have it, for sure. Yeah. Right. Sorry, yeah. people. Yeah, sorry, gluten-free. It's okay, you guys have it every once in a while. We do. Uh, well, uh, usually at bigger events, I think, maybe like festivals. We right. used to have it on York back in the day, but yeah, sure. we used to pop up in Highland Park on this street called York for the people out there, yeah. not so, in LA. Yeah, for people who don't know, in Highland Park, York is, I, I mean, I've seen people say this online, it's definitely not like a cemented fact, but I think York is sort of like a... A vegan, it's like the most vegan street on earth. I mean, every street mm-hmm. there has vegan food, every it's restaurant true. there. Um, yeah. And the experience around it, you get, uh, there are just so many different offerings and there are constantly people popping up. Yeah. Um, Even so Block Party at the bar, all their drinks are vegan. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Good uh, times. Yeah, the spaghetti. So yeah, sorry, the gluten freers. We we just really like regular pasta when <laughs> when we're serving our mac and cheese. It's okay, I, so we haven't found a really good gluten free like, pasta. Well, so that's I feel like gluten gluten free food is in its infancy, the way vegan food was ten years totally. ago. Totally, yeah. you know what I mean? Like totally, it, it, they're all they're all making slow baby steps. Yeah. Because I do think I mean every time I've had I've had some gluten free things that I think are wonderful. I thought Veggie Grill mm-hmm. their um their cauliflower noodles were no not cauliflower they were uh. What's zucchini? No, they're uh what's the Lentil? super grain? Super grain that everybody Barley? Uh quinoa. Quinoa. Yeah, they have quinoa noodles. And oh. I always thought that those were really good. With what dish? I, we that's love their vegan mac grill. and cheese. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, quinoa. Noodles. I didn't realize that that was gluten-free. I didn't maybe either and then I was looking into it. Yeah. Uh, we should try the quinoa noodles sometime. Yeah, maybe. So, for people who are sort of starting to think about their mac and cheese at home, let's give them a little background on where you all come from with that dish. So eating it growing up, were you, were Mm. you a Kraft mac and cheese? Was cheese spelled K-R-A-F-T for you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think so for the most part. Were you classic? Did you do, uh, was it just the the cheesiest or were there other things? Um, Were you shapes? So for me, I mean, growing up, I, I, I didn't like like a lot of cheese. I, and that's why sometimes when I would go to places and they'd have like, you know, like three cheese mac and cheese, mm-hmm. I'd be like, this is so, this is like too cheesy. It's a lot. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think when I was growing up, it was mostly Kraft mac and cheese. My uh, my brother would always put like hot dogs in it and then yeah. he'd put ketchup. Classic. He'd uh-huh. put ketchup on yeah. it, yeah. which it's, I was like, it works. So weirded out uh-huh. about when I was younger. Yeah. But I guess it's a normal thing seeing you guys as not, seeing you guys not your heads. <laughs> 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 We're like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, Honestly, the thing is, like, I I loved mac and cheese, but I didn't like. I wasn't obsessed with it until I met Taylor, and then I became obsessed with it. So, are you obsessed with it? No, I wasn't obsessed with it either. I rarely ate it growing up. My mom was more of like a we we usually had like a salad with dinner, but less carby stuff. We ate a lot of like Marie Callender pot pie. Oh yeah, so good. We loved those like chicken breast breaded things that were stuffed with cheesy broccoli oh my gosh yes yeah it was like a breaded chicken breast so weird it came frozen Uh and you just bake them or however she did it um and it was like cream and broccoli inside the like chicken breast yeah Yeah. so it sounds like for you in the way that you approach this you came from it a little bit from a 
I don't want to say naive place, but it wasn't like you didn't consider yourselves mac and cheese experts before you well, started this. No, venture. not at all. No, the thing is, this Ooh. recipe is a powerhouse in itself. The recipe is what made us fall in love with mac and cheese. Uh, it's this recipe that yeah. we love. We didn't because yeah. honestly, in LA there are a few good mac and there cheeses, are. but most of them that are vegan are terrible. Well, I also think most of them that are not vegan are terrible. Yeah. I was right. even discriminatory. To be honest, I only think there is one good non-vegan mac and cheese in LA that I've had. And I mean, I haven't had all of them, of course, but it, just in eating out, it's a very odd thing to say, like, most of them are bad. Right. And it's... Well, a lot yeah. of them are trying to be so extra. They're like, oh yeah, so three or four Lobster cheese. Lobster skillet yeah, baked mac and cheese. Right, right. Or those. like with bacon bits on top. And it's like, well, it's already so savory. Why do we need to add more salt to this to this recipe, you know? I don't know. Part of... I do think whenever people go out, I think people want... They like, they're like, do the thing for me that I wouldn't do to myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like whenever you're cooking, I right. think a lot of people, if like... If you went to a restaurant and you love their dish and you bought their cookbook, I think if you try to recreate it at home, more often than not, they're probably being a little like a a little held back on the salt, probably a little held back on the oil. But really, whenever you go to that restaurant, they're hitting it with, I mean, anything they can do to make that thing taste good, they will do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you get that when you go to restaurants. Sometimes you miss out on that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I saw I met. Taylor and then she she was like hey let me make you this vegan mac and cheese recipe that I have and uh and literally it's the it was the best thing I'd ever had like it I I would beg her like probably once or twice a week to just can we just make the vegan mac and cheese please this is literally my experience with having (laughs) your thing I I don't actually remember the first time I had avocado mama yeah but I remember I remember I was like so I was really reluctant to do it because I mean I I probably had it for lunch that day you know what I mean like I was like yeah I don't know I don't need another I was like I walk by and I was like it looks really good the whole setup is like done really well and and I'd just be like I love mac and cheese and I you know I'd see people coming I mean like everybody who I'd see I'd be like is that good and they'd be like, yeah, it's really good. And I'd be like, God, why'd you have to say that? Like, I don't need to like I don't need I don't, indulge myself. Yeah, again. I don't need another one of that. But as soon as I had it, I felt, I mean, if, yeah, it was totally like, a, oh, this is fantastic. Totally. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, I mean, when we do it at home, it's a little bit different because we we bake it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a different experience. Oh, interesting. Um, and also there's, we had to change the recipe a little bit for it to last a little longer, uh, when we're serving it to people. Um, but yeah, I was just so, and this was even before we used Kelly's croutons and it was still like so incredible. We use Kelly's croutons brand. They make a just crumbs. It's called (laughs) just crumbs. It's basically the runoff from making the croutons. So it's just this like crunchy, buttery, salty, delicious goodness. And you can put it on anything. We put it on salads. We put it on pasta, anything, bowl, Buddha bowls, whatever. And now for our mac and cheese at our events that we do, you'll always get our mac and cheese with the crumbs on there huh. mm-hmm. for people listening. And check them out. They're called Kelly's Croutons. Yeah, you can order them online. Yeah, well, their stuff uh, is addicting. For everybody at home who's never had this, let's go through the like sort of basics of it. So okay. you, let's see, you started, you have a, what's the noodle that you're using? Rigatoni. That's right, using rigatoni. Yeah. Okay, so that's a rigatoni with like a, like a, a nut-based sauce. Sort of not based. It's, I mean, uh, the thing is, the nuts are not crucial to the process of the of the mac and cheese. Okay. We use almond milk, uh-huh. but we could use soy milk. Uh-huh. You know, we could use oat milk. Sure. I think oat milk would change the flavor a little bit because it's a little grainy. But uh-huh. uh, for the most part, you can use whatever type of milk. You mm-hmm. know, um, but the 
so that's the only real nut in it in the mac and cheese. If you were to describe it to someone who could never taste it, how mm. would you describe it? So there's a excuse me. <laughs> we're drinking topo. We're drinking topos. Yeah, right I'm now. like, we're all whoa. Off. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to Topo Chico. Topo Chico, topo sponsor Chico. this podcast. Do, 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 do. You guys have the best fu- best fizz out of all of the sparkling waters. Okay, so um, the there's this thing called nutritional yeast mm-hmm. in the vegan world. Mm-hmm. It is a flaky. Um, it's a flaky. Yeast? What is I don't it? Even it know yeah, what it it's is. like a wow. This is bad. We're unprofessional. Um, it's it's a flaky yellow food, food that's um kind of looks like fish food to be honest. Mm-hmm. This and it dissolves like that in when it's wet. Mm-hmm. However, it's super high in um iron and mm-hmm. protein mm-hmm. and B twelve, right? B twelve, yeah. yeah. And it tastes literally like it. It makes things have this like nutty cheesy flavor yeah it's a it's definitely it's not a salt and by any means no. but it's very potent so mm-hmm. if yeah. you add it to something it it really can quickly dominate a dish yeah. but it's yes. kind of wonderful when it does yeah, yeah. you can yeah. sprinkle it on popcorn uh-huh. and it's fantastic oh, I, use it. I literally take a shaker when i go to the movies yes, yeah. i love that uh-huh. we should do that um yeah so i'm a little bit of a purist when it comes to popcorn okay wow. anyway we should so, talk game. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then yeah the 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 mac and cheese is, is water-based um, with the almond milk water. And then there's just a bunch of herbs and spices and lots of that thing called nutritional yeast that mm-hmm. goes in there. We blend it together and it creates this like thick, creamy sauce. But, you know, the way I would describe our mac and cheese is like some mac and cheeses that are vegan, they're made with cashews, for example. So they're sweet. Mm-hmm. Ours is, it's not sweet at all. It's a very much savory. It's salty. We do use soy sauce. Mm -hmm. So there's like a bit of that umami flavor in there, um, which is really lovely. And, and then all of those other herbs and spices mixed with the nutritional yeast really activates this like really hearty, flavorful dish. And it's very like, um, yeah, it's very flavor forward i would say it's not mild at all like i i think that the best way to eat it is with some sort of hot sauce on it and then of course the breadcrumbs but honestly by itself cold the next day out of the fridge it's good like there's just no way to not enjoy our mac and cheese and i i'm like having trouble explaining this i think because we don't really talk about how good our mac and cheese is that often out loud to Uh people or persons so it's just like complicated for me to explain how good it is no, but, but i it's think you've done good. very well yeah, yeah i think you. you i think you yeah. said it as well as it can be said okay, without cool. giving a free sample cool, 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 cool. out to every person right. we need to mail it to across the united <laughs> yeah, states no, totally. i know but All if right. you come to a pop-up you can get a free sample that's yeah. true yeah. All right. well we're gonna take a quick bake we've break we've got the dogs <laughs> barking in baked. the background <laughs> and uh, we will be back shortly podcast is brought to you by an opportune barking this commercial break brought to you by alex's stomach growling it's hungry is it dinner all right and we are back uh the pups are 
one is now in my lap, the other is outside in the sun. Hopefully they're happy. And uh, <laughs> we're going to hopefully keep them quiet for the next part of this interview. So uh, the first question I wanted to ask is, so how did you decide to do a pop-up for the first time? Money, money, money. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, was, good. it wasn't like an, you know. But you ate it like 30 times. You became obsessed with this dish. Definitely more than 30 times. So 300 times. <laughs> yeah, probably Anytime 300 times. But at a certain luck. point, you have to realize you need to take this out of there. Like if you're well, that obsessed with well, the thing. Well, every time we'd go to a potluck, Everyone would request, bring you mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And this guy would be like, also, can you make a separate pan for me so I can it's eat it so later? Sad. Like He literally would do that. Mm-hmm. And I would do it for him. Uh-huh. So then we were like getting really inspired about teaching people how to eat vegan. Mm-hmm. And we were learning ourselves. So well, we you would were doing it in a public setting. I mean, if you're taking it to your friend's potlucks, right. they would obviously go, what is this? How'd you make it? And right. you start talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but the, but the, the pop-up came about as a byproduct of these videos, because we were like, we're really loving the community aspect of meeting people online who are following these videos, telling us that they support us, Mm -hmm. that they like them, that they're learning from them. Mm -hmm. And we were like, this is so cool. But one, these videos take a really long time to produce and edit. Uh Yeah. And I was doing most of that stuff. So, and I'm kind of a perfectionist, so it would take me like, you know, 10, 12 hours to do one episode. And I'm like, I just, and then I'll, you know, also running my other job, I'm like, oh, there's no way that I'm going to have enough time to be able to do this. And it's not making us any money, right. yeah. you know? <laughs> so we were like, so Senna, uh, we're a, a pop-up that we're starting also on York, like we talked about earlier. Um, they, they would sell their tacos, burritos, and nachos on the street. And we saw that they were doing that. And we had met a friend named Eva who, um, was is a plant-based chef also and she was like i'm gonna start selling my food this was a month before we officially started was this plant food for people no senorita oh she was no no but Cuban before food. you were talking about the burrito place oh senna it was oh so it was senna yeah, yeah it was See, senna. in my brain i didn't know senna was there were they there before yeah, they were oh, before oh, interesting yeah she yeah they i remember one day going to block party with my roommate and then they were out there and they were serving vegan burritos and vegan tacos. I was like, oh my God, this Super is amazing. Line. Yeah, they're yeah. just like bonkers no, no, around this the was before. This was, they were literally outside of Block Party. They weren't even oh. in their own spot yet. I see, I and see. I was like, t- and Mike was running the POS. Mike's the, the owner. And I was like trying to ask him about the meat. I was like, dude, how do you make the meat? This is amazing. It's so yummy. And, and then they got their own spot, uh-huh. you know, right there in New York. They're there Tuesdays and Fridays. And um, yeah, and, and, and I had followed Eva online i forget even how i found her but she was also doing like kind of what we were doing but she was she was she had a blog basically mm-hmm. and she was teaching people how to make food mm-hmm. and so she like has this amazing recipe on uh on like a, a vegan deviled eggs vegan deviled eggs which is pretty insane and uh and so i was like kind of a little bit of obsessed with her and then um, her, her food is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Food's I'm so good. I'm really into it. The, yeah. Yeah. her plate is every time I oh, see her, it's I have so to amazing. Get it. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, and she she pops up now, uh, basically exclusively at Smorg- Smorgasburg in LA on Sundays, ten and, to four. Ten to four. Yeah, and um, and and uh, Taylor, like I, I would send her posts, you know, on Instagram to Taylor, and then Taylor kind of started following her, and then started talking to her, and then she started Senorita, and then Taylor was like we want to do this too. How do we do it? Yeah. Cool. And, and we were just like, we started with $3,000. That's all it took. Yeah. It was a pretty small and investment. Yeah. We just bought all the equipment, honestly bought a lot of stuff that we don't use anymore that I wish we could return. But 
that's kind of the way it works. Sure. You know, there was no formula. Mm-hmm. Nobody was doing this and there's nobody really to talk to, to, because like people do catering, catering has been around a long time, mm-hmm. obviously, but this is even different than that. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to transport the food and sometimes do an event for eight hours. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there was nobody writing the textbook on how to do this yet. Mm -hmm. Like we really feel honored that we've been a part of the beginnings of the pop-up scene in in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a massive part of, I think the identity of Los Angeles. I don't even like where I'm from in Missouri, there's legislation to, and it's, I think it's since changed, but you couldn't have, food pop-ups or trucks unless you had a physical establishment also. Wow. So it, it I mean, it changes it. And in theory, Los Angeles had something like that for a while. It was technically not legal to be a street vendor. Right. It's still but not legal. Gar- technically. Garcetti changed it. No, well, it depends 2020. On it'll, oh, it'll it hasn't be, gone into yeah, it effect. It hasn't even gone into effect yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that. But so, it depends on where you are. If you're on private property oh, out and about right. on the street, oh, okay. it's fine. But like where we were on block party, not, not legal. Luckily we did that for like a year and a half with no disturbances or anything because I think the community really valued Did all you these ever pop-ups. get any guff? Did anybody ever come by and say... There's a little bit of guff, but for the most part, it, we were we were pretty okay. I think now, now because it's gotten so huge, they're uh, they're cracking down on it. Even like the fi- I heard the fire department came, and you know we're trying to make sure everybody had fire fire fi- fire extinguishers, fire hydrants, <laughs> fire yeah. extinguishers for like propane and stuff like that. Um, I think the thing is, is like when all of this started, though, it really was quite beautiful because it was. All of us pop-ups, there was like three or four of us. I mean, plant food for people for people have, have been around way longer, but for they a are a truck, uh-huh. um, like a cart. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a legit tent and sitting out there and being face-to-face level with people walking by who lived in Highland Park or mm-hmm. around the area was such a beautiful thing. And we were all um, in it with the businesses and the businesses supported us. I think, unfortunately, now what's kind of happened is... Um, there's a lot of pop-ups who won't communicate with the restaurant they're in front of and maybe they're selling something that clashes with the restaurants, with what the restaurant sells. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people used to respect like their spots and they'd be like, oh yeah, you pop up here every Tuesday. I'll pop up over over there. Mm -hmm. But now people will go earlier to kick you out even though you've been there for a year. Like this is, Mm -hmm. it, it really has changed. And I think that, that, that that's why we've felt so happy to be moving in directions that are keeping the community together versus mm-hmm. these people who may come in and just think it's a free for all, but mm-hmm. it's been so much more than a free for all for right. us. Yeah. It's been something really magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to give you an idea, we, we actually don't pop up in Highland park really anymore um, because of those issues. Yeah. Uh, and because it's like, it's kind of like turned into the wild, wild west. But what we have been able to do is we've been able to take uh, our 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 concept of of community and bring it to different places. So we uh, this bar called the Other Door, which is in North Hollywood. Every Wednesday we take it's it's about five, six actually food vendors, um, and then we have one extra one that pops up as a guest vendor, and we're there every Wednesday. Uh, from five to ten or six to ten, and uh, and 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 we did the same thing in Downey. So we're kind of, we're trying to create a community around bringing these pop ups to different places in LA, and I think that that's something that's really cool, especially because the city is so humongous. So we're really in a tap 
we're really able to tap into these markets that don't have a lot of vegan food. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that we we started that in York on York um, alongside Senna and Sydney Rita and Plant Food for People and it's grown into something where we can step away from it and now our interest is to move to areas where there are food deserts because mm-hmm. at one point right. York and Highland Park in general there's certain areas in Glasgow Park which is borderline Highland Park where Nathaniel used to live where you can't find anything vegan yeah. and all the grocery stores are like Latin stores so mm-hmm. there's like obviously the best chips and salsa in the world, but like, Such good salsa. but no, not a lot of vegan options. Well, there's almost none. I just actually walked around a Spanish market and yeah, I actually, I didn't see any, which it doesn't surprise me, but I, I hadn't been there in a long time and I just, I wanted to see how things had changed. Mm-hmm. It, it, the food concept or the I, talking about food de- de- deserts, yeah. there was the new thing for Superfest, which was just happening uh, sort of in South Central. I don't know if you all saw that, but they just did a pop-up and now they're they're going to build a grocery store. They raised enough money. It's wow. really interesting. Cool. Yeah, like an actual, yeah, there were no grocery stores there. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, it's interesting to find out how people are trying to serve their communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you all, I mean, I think the community for vegan food in Los Angeles has changed a lot in the last seven years. Does, does the way that you approach people shift? So like maybe seven years ago, you probably had to, what, what, you started doing this, what was it, four years? No, no two, two years. Two years ago. Oh my gosh, it's only been Where's two. babies? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It just feels like I've seen you for a no, long time. the pop-up scene it. has blown up in like the last six months. But for how sure. much do you, do you still have to explain uh, like being in Los Angeles? I bet when you started out, you had to say like, this is what vegan mac and oh, cheese on is. York, and, for sure. But it's like now I would assume you almost never have to say that. No, right? Nathaniel Nathaniel used to have to flag people down. He I would get so embarrassed because he would stand right in front of the tent and be like, Hey guy, what did you say? You'd be like, the Hey guys, best. we got the best vegan mac and cheese here. Come try it. Have a sample. Like, yeah. That's Use Carl Salesman's sign. Yeah, we really <laughs> had to like build our brand that way, you sure. know? And get people to at least try it once because mm-hmm. then they're like, Oh, I just ate, but next week I'll come by and I'll get yeah. some. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um but now because no, now I feel like everywhere we go, that's the, that was the amazing thing, for example, about the Downey event. It's called Downey Vegano. If you guys live near Downey, follow it on Instagram because we do uh, pop-ups twice a month in Downey. And we just did one, our first one, October 21st, and 24th. And we literally also, all five vendors sold out before the event was over at nine and it was supposed to end at 10. So like we just posted it on Instagram, Mm -hmm. something like that. Nobody was advertising outside of the space for weeks before. Like we were just posting that we were going to be in Downey and so many people showed up, like maybe 300, 200. Yeah. Probably like 300. It was a lot of people. It It was was really, really busy. And like that, for example, is the power of the movement, like (laughs) the, the pop-up movement. It's just, it's just budding right now. Yeah. And that's why we want to take it to areas where people will be grateful to, to have it versus well, York where it's a little saturated. What I do love too about you taking it other places is I feel like everybody has had an experience with mac and cheese. And mm-hmm. as they're sort of like connecting with this, I feel like in my brain, mac and cheese is 
the ultimate American comfort food. I don't think it's the most, I think the most American dish is a burger. It's like hard to get around that. Maybe someday it'll supplant it. But I do think it's the most American comfort food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as we're thinking about that, as you're trying to figure out your presentation, I mean, is that something that you all are considering as you're making this dish and trying to give it to people? That's a really interesting way of thinking about it. No, we've never actually thought about that at all. (laughs) We've always uh, just, we've always... I don't know. Like it never really, the funny thing about this is we just fell into it. You know, Taylor, as she said, her background isn't in, I mean, her background is cooking because she's so good at it, but she, she's not a, she's not a, she didn't, she didn't like go to school to become a chef, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and me, uh, you know, I, I run a digital design business, which is different, but I can take those same concepts and apply it to uh-huh. something physical, uh-huh. which has been such an amazing project for me to really like delve my hands in uh-huh. because I think that you know, through photography and, um, and visual imagery, uh, and also presentation, you know, it makes you really want, it makes you really want something. It does. And, and luckily our food is so, it just looks so tasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even some of the reviews that I see online of people being like, I, you know, I've, I've seen their stuff on, on, I've seen, I've seen their stuff all over Instagram and I've been dying to try it cause it looks so good. I mean, that's, that's, like pretty amazing that we've been able to create a product like that that looks so tasty I think just from looking at it for the people who are pop-up food vendors I've always felt a little sad for people whose items aren't beautiful but taste good I mean you can see like David Chang's show on Netflix right ugly delicious Mm -hmm. it's like that's he talks about that he's like he he wants a lot of his food to look ugly Mm. but be delicious and I Mm -hmm. think in the world of visual marketing it's like that's that would be something that's really tricky and I think it is it's I mean it's wonderful your thing looks great because it does look great people should go online and look for this it looks great it tastes great you know that's that's one thing that's so awesome but we also um you know love the places i mean the biggest example i think is probably superiority burger like their food their pictures and their imagery they're in new york yeah they're in new york they have popped up in los angeles they just popped up they just popped up yeah Yeah. Uh but if you look at their instagram it's so like lo-fi and kind of you know like very indie to a certain extent which is such an amazing brand in itself. You know, there's, there's a level of branding that goes into their stuff. You know, like we, we went to their pop-up at Chasha and it's just like a cardboard that they're writing their menu on, you know, which I think is so, is so cool and a different way to think about it too much. I mean, too bad. I'm such a perfectionist that I I feel like I can't do that Uh because I'm like, yeah, I'm always, I'm just always so hard on myself when it comes to design. Well, so I want to talk a little bit about like the perfectionist in you. Yeah. Um, with, <laughs> yes, with, let's. Well, within that, there's a, have you all, do you all get on Reddit? Are you yeah. on a bit, a bit, yeah. So there's a, there's a grilled cheese subreddit. And have you ever seen this? There's a controversial take on there with, within that subreddit. Maybe it's not controversial anymore, but when it first happened, it was sort of a big deal where essentially they said, if you add anything to a grilled cheese, it is no longer a grilled cheese. It is a melt. Hmm. So the question I wanted to ask you all Interesting. is at what point would mac and cheese not be mac and cheese? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Let's take this to Reddit. <laughs> right. Let's do it. No, but to, to give the listeners an example. Yeah, we, we do a lot of different things with our mac and cheese. And one of them is we put, a, we like make a chicken, I'm sorry, we make a waffle bowl and then we put our mac and cheese inside of it and we put a little bit of fried chicken in it mm-hmm. and we, we top it with a little bit of maple syrup and our breadcrumbs and some green onions and so like yeah does that is that not mac and cheese now but mm-hmm. i i think it is right yeah wow yeah I, is it pasta you know mm-hmm. but that for the for the whole for like on another 
similar subject. A lot of people who have tried our mac and cheese will be like, it's good, but like mostly Omni haters, no offense, but they'll be like, um, they'll be like, it's really good, but how can you call it mac and cheese? It's, it doesn't taste like mac and cheese or even, um, some other like mac and cheese brands have been like, that's their hate on us as they're like, well, you don't use macaroni noodles, so it's not really mac and cheese. I, I mean, there are some really you know? interesting sides of this. And I, I yes. think the politics yeah. of it are kind of fun. I, yeah, like, I at least think sure. it's interesting. Well, especially because our gluten-free was made with spaghetti squash. Like, that's not even a pasta. No, right. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a carb, though. Yeah, exactly. It is a, a carb. good carb, too. A good carb. A great carb. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see. But okay. that is a good question. I, we So we make uh, our... Uh, our main one is with rigatoni, and then we also make one with with pasta shells, uh-huh. and then we also make one with elbows or with macaroni noodles. We so, love playing with different noodles. We yeah, got no type. She used to make she used to make it with penne pasta, you mm. know. So that's what I wanted to ask in sort of the noodles and maybe the sauce is how many how many variations have you gone through? Where where are we now? Uh, fl- oh, in the in the recipe, sure. it's changed. Yeah, like, we used to use tofu in there, uh-huh. and then what we were finding were was we would make extras or make too much for a weekend and then it would go bad by the time the next week rolled around. Uh. So we took the tofu out. And that's because tofu is a bean for the people that don't know and beans go bad so quickly. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's the thing is uh, we've changed a little bit but the flavor still Still really stands. Tofu was really more of a thickener anyway. Yeah, there's so many other. I use it in mine the same way. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's an extra protein source. That's. I want to try your mac and cheese. Yeah, I would love to try. Will you make us mac and cheese? I almost offered today, but I was like, I've kind of figured you all would be like burned out on it. You know what I mean? No, never. You know what an assumption does? Makes an ass out of you and me. (laughs) Well, I'm an ass now, but yeah, I would. I would love to. I mean, legit. You come by any day. Okay. And I will make. Let's have a date night. Yeah. We'll watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll watch a movie. We can bring our mac and cheese. We'll taste your mac and cheese. We'll just feast on mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Yeah, we can we can do a couple of maybe like tests that Taylor might be making for the I'm future. I'm working on a white truffle mac and cheese. Ooh. Okay, so hold on. I want to take a okay. quick pause here. Okay. We'll be right back, and I okay. want to talk about the future okay. of Avocado Mama. Okay. Let's do it. Let's okay, do we'll it. be right back. This podcast is proudly brought to you by pants. You got to wear them. I mean, sometimes. Topo for burping. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Coasters. They're cool. Don't leave rings. Vegan Carne Alliance. All right, and we are back. I uh, so you were talking about the future of Avocado Mama. Yes. You are working on a few things, and I even today on your website you all launched a new part for your catering. You updated a bunch of things. So let's talk a little about this. What does the future of Avocado Mama look like for you two? Yeah, so we um, are really happy bringing pop-ups to other communities that want pop-ups and want vegan food. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep on that, pushing that. Sure. Um, and then as far as the catering goes, it just feels right to be offering um, catered foods that kind of correlate with our original plan for avocado mama which was our youtube videos Mm -hmm. because it's like here are simple easy foods for us to bring to your event and you don't have to think about it we'll Mm -hmm. just show up and have 
whole food plant-based so like all those things on our catering menu none of them have oil like i'm super um although our mac and cheese does have oil at home the way we eat is whole food plant-based so um with no oil and we wanted to be able to offer that for people's personal parties and events so we're, we're that's why we did the catering um and then what else is gonna happen um, yeah, it sometimes feels like things are a little bit in the air because we have so many projects that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so definitely, uh, our main, um, focus, you know, and with our employees as well is, is on our pop-ups. That's, that will, that will, uh, always be a big part, but we have this really amazing opportunity to now be at the Long Beach Farmer's Market. So we're essentially starting to convert, um, our Mac to be like, basically pre-packaged and and not and like yeah and like little containers just grab and go just grab and go and they're cold and you can take them from that farmer's market and maybe some other events we're actually kind of we're just going to test that out a little bit mm-hmm. to see to see how people like that and then they basically can take it home eat it within seven to ten days and then and then they have mac and cheese at their house like and, our our vegan mac and cheese at their house yeah and we're trying to work on other ways to be able to make it at home too. So yeah. without giving too many details, but yeah. <laughs> and then we hopefully will be able to, um, we're, we're, we're considering an opportunity as well to move avocado mama to another state Ooh. as well, which we don't want to go into details before sure. that, uh, is settled, but we have been considering this opportunity. Yes. Yeah. We're actually going on a trip next week to go see what it's like. Yeah. So it might, that might happen as well. Yeah. It's really exciting. Thank it, you. Yeah. It feels you know, it feels, yeah, it does. It feels it's really so exciting, but... a little bit overwhelming, you know, uh, both Taylor and I, it's just us. Well, also our teammates too, but yeah. sometimes like for the bigger plans, you know, it's sometimes you, you work and then you sleep and then you have to like pick up where you were the day before. But it's like, there's a lot of things that shift when you're, when you're building something as yeah. I think big as big as what we're building. Yeah. Well, I just, I love that you all get to, I hope for the future that you all get to be sort of the evangelizers because one of the things I think about a lot now is that as veganism is sort of peaked culturally, I'd say it's maybe it's the most important it's ever been, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. As far as so people too. knowing how to say the word, I've, I haven't heard someone say vegan in a long time, <laughs> yeah. um, which is nice. But as we're moving forward, one of the things I think about is people, ideally people are having many experiences where maybe somewhere you go, I mean, no, uh, there's bad food everywhere. You know what I mean? Vegan, not vegan all across the right. board. But the hope is that the, in people's experiences with vegan food that they're getting at least the best we have to offer. Totally. So that's always my concern is whenever people get, you know, um, I've, I've heard that Daya has updated some of the recipes, but like now if I see Daya is on a sandwich somewhere, I'm kind of like, I'm probably going to pass on that sandwich. My assumption is you made that thing 10 years ago whenever mm-hmm. Daya was brand new and it hasn't been updated. And because of that, I'm sort of skipping on things right. like You're that. Reluctant. So yeah. I, I hope that as things move forward that, um, avocado mama is in a place where it's scalable i think that that's something that's really tricky to figure out and i think a lot of companies as they're growing are trying to figure out how to navigate it but i think it's it's interesting i mean i'm i've really loved seeing senna do sort of as they've expanded into like their meat products and they're selling those in stores i mean now they're partnering with veggie grill but it's about sort of getting these things into the right places And and i really hope that 
you all are in Los Angeles, but for anyone who has the opportunity to try Avocado Mama, you should try them solely for, I mean, I, my personal favorite is just the OG Mac with <laughs> just like it's bread comes straightforward. You don't let anything cover the delicious sauce. Yeah. Right. And it's just, so um, I think it's a wonderful place for people to at least experience it for the first time. Because totally. if you, I mean, again, it's like, it's just you hope no one has their like bad vegan mac and cheese and they go no i had it it's not that good and it's like yeah i mean that's the bare bones version of it but if you're really looking to explore and expand Mm -hmm. and it seems like you all are it's interesting to hear about where you all want to go um i i hope people are aware of that as they're thinking about that totally yeah i mean our our hope is to you know my 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 dad lives in Austin is to have avocado mom available in Austin for them to go and and pick up at a store mm. and make it themselves and even a lot of people who may be reluctant to the idea of vegan are dairy free mm-hmm. and a lot so it's many. so funny so because you you'd be surprised how many people will say we'll see gourmet vegan mac and cheese on our sign mm-hmm. and then they'll say oh i i can't have dairy mm-hmm. and we're like oh well this doesn't have dairy so mm-hmm. i think that this isn't like fake meat Mm -hmm. it's and it's not trying to be fake cheese Mm -hmm. it's its own thing Mm -hmm. and i think that that's why it could do really well across the whole u.s because people in indiana who have a dairy intolerance Mm -hmm. can go to the store and hopefully pick it up at some point Mm -hmm. totally yeah i mean yeah definitely that is probably one of our biggest ambitions is just to get to get to, to as you said be able to not just eat a vegan mac and cheese, but eat the best vegan mac and cheese right. so that they understand that, you know, that, that you're, you don't have to compromise on flavor or texture, you know, mm-hmm. from a regular mac and cheese from like someone that's an omnivore. You know what I mean? It's one of those things too, where you always, you, it's like people working towards something and it's like everybody sort of is building up this mountain to like one person who gets to that peak. Right. And then you're always thinking about like the four minute mile, things like that, how those happened on the backs of other people, right? Everybody building towards that. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I think with people experiencing your Mac, it literally is a changing moment where you get to go, Oh, Mac can be this good. Like I can make this at home and this is something I would love, or at least I can start to explore and try to experiment to get towards something like this. Cause if you can see the pinnacle, you can see the peak, you're, it changes the experience. You're not sort of just shooting at something in the dark. Totally. You have like an ambition for it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, actually, just to go back to what you had said about the diet stuff, that that's one of the number one questions that we get is they're like, oh, what, what kind of cheese do you use? And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, it's house made. We make it ourselves. And they're like, oh, okay, good. Cause I want to, I, I want to try it then. Right. You know? And, and I, yeah, I mean, I think that we would be cheating if we used a different mac and cheese. I mean, are we cheating because we use pasta? We don't make the pasta ourselves. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. No, no, we want it to scale. Right. We want it to scale. Yes. Scale is a good idea. Seriously. Well, uh, Thank you all very no, much for being part you. of this. Yeah, thank you for having us. For seriously. everyone who is at home, you can find them online at avocadamama.com. So that's A-V-O-C-A-D-A-M-A-M-A. Yes. Yep, it's like a female avocado. Avocada. 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 And yes. um, I want to thank Taylor and Nathaniel for coming out. It's uh it's an honor to have you all here. And I hope yeah. that anyone who comes to Los Angeles comes to find you because I think that it's a really special experience. They're always popping up around wonderful, excellent other vendors too. So, you know, if, if mac and cheese isn't your thing, well, guess what? You're still going to love this because theirs is the best. And even if you don't love something, you're going to love the best of something. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Was, we're, we're so happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, 
you checked a box off of my dream list. So thank you for having us on your podcast. It's an honor. <laughs> all right. Thank Yay, you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about MeUndies. MeUndies are a delicacy around my house. My dog eats them because I got that good good. This podcast is brought to you by Wheat. That's it. That's the whole thing. Wheat. Vegan Carne Alliance. I want to say thanks again to Avocado Mama for coming out and having a wonderful conversation with me. I really appreciate it. And uh, for everyone listening at home, uh, we appreciate you. So if you could um, do your thing, we want to hear from you. So if you have any questions that you want to ask Jesse or I about uh, Vegan Carne Alliance, I'm sure he will be with us on a future episode. You can send us an email at hi at vegancarnealliance.com or you can put it in your, uh, if you put it in the ratings on uh, any service that you're using like Apple Music um, uh, or Apple Podcasts, you can find us on there. So if you come in, you can drop that question. Uh, find us online at Vegan Carne Alliance. Um, that's on Instagram or vegan underscore carne on Twitter. And uh, I'm writing all the time about vegan things that are happening in the world and a lot of things that aren't vegan too. Uh, so if you go check those out, you can find them on vegancarnealliance.com because I am saying the same three words over and over and then .com or Instagram or on Twitter, pretty much anywhere. Uh, we would love to have you along for the ride. I want to thank everybody at home for listening and uh, I'm looking forward to getting back with you shortly. So thank you all for being part of this and I will talk to you soon. Alliance, baby. Vegan, carne, alliance. Ooh. Vegan, carne, alliance. Ow. Vegan, carne, alliance. <laughs>